1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at that drop. Great music selection, Liam. Bag like milk is dead. Music.
0: It makes me feel flossy.
1: The vibes are good. Welcome into episode one of BLT Bets. The Nation Network finally has a standalone betting podcast.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how this thing evolves over episode one over the next year or so. 500 episodes. Yeah. In one yeah. year. <laughs> well, depends. depends if this thing day. gets going, maybe right. we do just like game day betting shows or whatever. Who knows?
1: Yeah. That's I'm long. excited. I'm excited for this as well. Like we're going to do. So obviously this thing's getting posted on Oilers nation shared around the nation and all of that. Um, but it's going to be more than hockey. It's going to be more than hockey and baseball. I know you two are huge F1, are huge F1 fans. Big F1 bettors. I'm
0: newly huge lifetime F1. Lifetime F1
1: fans. Um, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to... If you're a beginner better, I think we'll be a good podcast for you. And that's kind of where I wanted to go off the jump. Um, but first, maybe some introductions. If you're listening to this and you've never listened to a piece of Nation content before, um, I'm Tyler Remchuk. I work with Daily Face Off and Oilers Nation, and I love gambling on sports. Um, bagged <laughs> Milk is Mister Everything at the Nation Network, and Liam yeah. is a, is a producer for the network who just kind of hangs up around, coming. up and coming. Mm-hmm. And this is your first, this is like your debut. I'd call it your debut talent piece in terms of the podcast world, Liam, because you've never really <laughs> like been a, a a part of a podcast in terms of a co hosting role before.
2: Not in a team. I've made cameos on Real Life and Oilers Nation and recently on the pregame show. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I have been rum- rummaging in the weeds, waiting for my moment. And now here it is to show every everyone in the world that I am a degenerate gambler, too.
0: Well, it's also interesting just how this podcast came about because we were just sitting around. Bullshitting at the office talking about sports. And we're just like, what are you betting on? What are you betting on? What are you betting on? And that's how the conversations kind of go every single time the three of us are together. So <laughs> yeah. we might as well record it, put it out.
1: And then we were sitting after an episode of real life. And like we like we always said, like, oh, we need to start a betting podcast. We need to start a betting podcast. And then it was like last Tuesday when Liam was like, If we did, I have a great name. And that's really <laughs> what sparked it. Was Liam coming up with the name out of nowhere. Um, so yeah. Liam, explain the name although it is rather
0: self-explanatory.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. Well, I, I was thinking the same. I wanted to do a podcast, and then mm-hmm. I thought of what other letters go with L? And luckily, I had a B in bag milk and a T in Tyler. <laughs> so I initially <laughs> proposed a BLT sandwich. Mm-hmm. But the sandwich. Which we are was going scrapped. to incorporate. Yeah. Yes. Sandwiches are involved in this podcast. Yes. Hint, hint. Sponsors. Yep, But yeah, so the sandwich got scrapped and now we have bets. So there you go. BLT, BLT bets. bets. BLT bets. Brought to you by PointsBet Canada. Brought yes. to you by
1: PointsBet Canada, which if you are a listener who is out in Ontario, we are live in Ontario. Points PointsBet Canada, that is, is live in Ontario. So uh, go ahead over there. We're always sharing links around. Uh, we'll throw a link in the article for this podcast as well and in the description and whatnot. So uh, you can go check it out if you're in Ontario go hit up our friends at points Bet Canada. Can't wait till they're live coast to coast as well. That will be a great day for this show.
0: Absolutely. We're going to have a lot of fun when that happens. Come on, Alberta, figure it out.
1: Um, And That's I Like talking about where this podcast is coming from. The three of us are not professional betters. We will not pretend to be. We will not pretend to be on this show.
0: I feel like that's
1: a bit of an important disclaimer. Like, the stuff we are presenting we bet on sports as a form of entertainment and as a form of a hobby right like none of us are on a regular basis at least paying our rent because the money lines hitting you know
2: i actually did pay my rent last month with winnings and it's the first time i've done that in 2 years so there you go that's what you're in for folks
0: i probably uh missed a chunk of my rent as a result of my last week of betting so yeah like tyler said this is just uh if you're having fun putting a couple of shekels down, this is a podcast for you. So that's what we're gonna do. It's all about betting with your heart, and having a little fun. We're gonna figure out some head to head bets. We're gonna figure out some different segments. We're gonna figure out some different sports to bet on. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a good time. I'm excited.
1: And I and I really wanna like hype up a community element of this. Like if there's a bet that you found that's like obscure, which Happens sometimes, you know, you stumble upon like an NBA player prop that's hitting like eight of the last nine and you ride it out and it makes you a ton of money. Like reach out to us. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear what you're betting on. And we want to know your questions as well, because, well, like, you know, we're certainly, like I said, not going to pretend to be gambling experts by any means. Um, like I've been doing this for a while and I bet on sports a lot. So in terms of like beginner questions, I think we'll be able to help people from the unique sense of like. Bag Milk, you were a beginner into this like not that long ago, right? So you have the interesting insight of someone who picked this up maybe a little bit later and has learned a lot of lessons over the last two years.
0: It really hasn't been that long at all. I started betting on hockey during the bubble playoffs here at Edmonton. And it was because there was like three of us working at that time for the network and hockey was on from the time we woke up until we went to sleep. It was just all day. So I figured if I'm covering games, I don't care about I might as well try and make it more interesting. And that's really what it does.
1: Yeah, and and that's really what I do as well. When I sit down for you know five hours of watching sports on any given night, it's nice to have little things to keep an eye on. That's why like I'm really into props and stuff, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. The other thing, just from a community element of it, is segment ideas. If you yep. can think of some fun ways for us to maybe go head to head with each other, um, do things like that, we got to brainstorm some segment ideas.
0: I also want to, from the community angle, I want, let's share in this together. Let's share in the experience together. So like Tyler said, if you got a big, uh, you got a bet that it's hitting on, uh, hitting for you, I want to know about it. Mm -hmm. If you made a big bet, like one of those ones, Tyler, Liam, you know, where it's like you get a correct score prediction and the odds are plus 2000 or something like that. And you hit one, I want to know about it. But on the flip side, Hey, if you're swinging from the fences, Or if you're swinging for the fences and it doesn't click, we want to hear from you too,
2: because we're all in this together. We've all been there. Send us those screenshots. That's what we need. Yeah. The screenshots of the bets. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. If you
0: you want to leave the money part out of it, you just say, Hey, I put two units or one unit or whatever on this. And we'll just share it that way, but we'll have some fun with this because I think that as well, even isn't it weird to you guys now, just thinking back, go two years even betting wasn't really popular or part of the culture as it is now. Like you're watching sports center on a Wednesday night and they're talking about gay mods and you're just like, well, how did this happen? Where did this come from?
1: Yeah. And, and that's actually an interesting thing. Like as someone who, you know, on my 18th birthday, one of the first things I did was I went to a gas station and I played sports select because I was excited to finally be able to do that. Right. And to see where it's evolved from there, into, you know, from when I was 18 to, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, it just started slowly building up momentum in the online space. And then to see where it is now, we're like, and I'll I'll be the first one to admit, admit, it's kind of annoying when you see sportsbook ad after sportsbook ad, and there's a million of them. And I also think as a newcomer or for people who are newcomers to this, that almost makes it in a way... While, yes, it's more accessible, I think it's more intimidating
0: as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it's absolutely intimidating because you see some of the ads that go up on TV or whatever, and it's like all this terminology that may sound just like a different Mm. language to you.
2: It's it's a lot. Liam, when did you start betting? Uh, I was trying to think. I think it was like two summers ago now. I specifically remember it was in the summer because I would only bet on baseball, but I didn't understand... By like the plus and minus or the favorites and underdogs. So I thought yeah. if it was like minus 120, I would lose money. Like if I put in 10 bucks, I would only get eight bucks. So I only bet on underdogs for like two or three months until I figured it out. Made actually some good money off it because I was only doubling my money. So that was good. But in England, like you were saying, like you were saying, it's kind of like starting to get really popular here. And there's like a lot of advertisements. Like a lot of sports teams in England have been sponsored by like gambling companies for a long time. Like it's been like in England, you have your, your book is like all over the place. There's so many companies and you can just like go in and people are standing there all day watching horse races, watching football games, rugby, whatever it is. And you can just go there and gamble. It's like Vegas on every corner.
0: Well, and it was kind of like that when uh, I think for OilersNation.com, we brought a group of fins over uh, for a nation vacation into Edmonton to watch the Oilers play. And a lot of them were just... That's what they did leading up to the game. They were doing their bets. They were submitting their props. And we were just like, what are you guys doing? They're just like, what are you guys not doing? Yeah. And it's just... It's interesting to see how it's evolved from that to the point of now we started a podcast that nobody's asked for, but we want to do anyway.
1: <laughs> and that's actually... If if I can, I'll transition this into like the beginner questions that we were kind of sent in. And my guy, Greg, who, who listens to a ton of our content and he's been asking for this for a while, actually, he's one of the people who has asked for it for a while. He goes by Genesis online. I just asked him, like, can you submit like what your basic beginner questions kind of were? And the, his first one, like kind of along the lines of yours, Liam, was like, what do the odds mean? And the standard thing, and I think it's the way that most people are going now is like the minus and the plus, minus 125 plus 105, right? So if something is plus 105, and I'll use $100 just as an easy way to do the math on the fly. If something is plus 105 and you bet $100 on it, that means if the bet hits, you are going to profit $105. So your $100 would turn into $205, right? If the plus is there, that means the sports book is saying that out of the list of outcomes, It's one of the more unlikely ones. It's an underdog for, for, you know, sort of lack of a better term. If something is on the minus side, so let's take, you know, kind of the opposite of plus 105 would be minus 125. If you put $100 on that, you're going to make back 80, right? So think of 25 in the sense of kind of, you know, like a quarter or a fifth, right? So 100 would turn into 180. So yes, you're still profiting, but you're not profiting as much as maybe a plus or you're not profiting as much as a plus money bet would kind of pay out. And I really do think that's one of the more confusing and intimidating parts as well. Absolutely. If you you were a hockey fan and you're looking at the slate tonight, you would see all this minus 189, plus 159, blah, 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 blah. And you would be like, holy shit, I don't know what any of this means. I don't know how I can bet on this sport. I don't know what I'm betting on in this sense. Um, And that ties into like money line and the spread, right? So money line, if we're talking about hockey specifically or even baseball or whatever, money line is just picking a winner. Doesn't matter how they win, doesn't matter how many they win by, you are just straight up picking a winner. So again, I'll use tonight's examples. The Rangers are taking on the Canadians. The Rangers are minus 222. The Canadians are plus 185. The Canadians are not expected to win. The sportsbooks are saying it's unlikely they win. If you put $100 on them, it would pay out 285, the plus 185. The spread, I think, also really confuses people too, especially when you get into sports like football and the spreads are high, right?
0: Yeah, the spreads are confusing. Even just like when I started betting, um, it was it was exclusively on hockey to start, mm-hmm. and it was just I would hear you or Jay or anybody at Nation HQ talking about oh bet the puck line or whatever, and I was just like I don't know what that means. So then you get minus one and a half is the puck line, and you are like, what does that mean, Tyler?
1: So like minus one and a half, and I think the easiest way across all sports to explain this is just think of the spread as what you are adding to the end score, right? So we'll use I'll stick with Rangers and Canadians because it's on the top of my screen here. The Rangers on the spread are minus one and a half goals. So at the end of the game, you need to subtract minus one and a half goals from the final score. So if the Rangers were to win tonight two nothing and you bet them on the puck line on that spread minus a goal and a half. If you take away a goal and a half from the Rangers, they would still win half a goal to nothing. You know what I mean? So you're betting on that team to win by that many goals on the flip side. The Canadians tonight are plus one and a half. Let's say the Rangers were to only win one nothing tonight. Well, you would be plus one and a half on the Canadians' goals. And that would mean the Canadians have more than the Rangers. It's just basically a math equation. And I think sometimes people, again, if you're not experienced or you don't know like what the sites mean and all that, you would look at that and like maybe even overthink it. But it really is as simple as a math equation, right?
0: Well, yeah, it's just like to me, I've just come to mm-hmm. default as puck line means Oilers have to win by two. Yeah, let's go.
1: And that's the simple one for hockey. I mean, when you go to baseball, like it's easy to look at a slate in baseball and see, you know, one or two games a night, maybe where the spread goes to two and a half. And in football, you get it where I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, like we're talking obviously NFL football, CFL football here, like they will range anywhere from minus yeah. half to Minus 13 and a half, 14 and a half. And that's where it gets more confusing. But we'll obviously we can tackle that when it's NFL season. I think right now, a lot of the people listening to this want to know how they can bet on hockey coming into the playoffs or baseball, basketball, like basketball as well. The spreads just looking at tonight's games like the Raptors, big game six against the 76ers. They're plus one and a half. But then you can go to the Bucks and Bulls. The Bucks are 12 and a half minus 12 and a half. So the spreads in basketball can really range as well. But Liam, you're more of like a basketball better. That would be one of your areas that you dabble in more often. Um but like the spreads can yeah. really vary there.
2: Yeah, like they're all over the place. And especially like right now in the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. as the series go on. Obviously Milwaukee's beating up on the Bulls right now and the Bulls have two injuries. So that's why the spread is so high in that game. So it's based off like the bigger they are, there usually is a player out of the lineup or the other team. Truly just stinks, which was a case for whenever you bet on the Pistons this year. Um, But for the most part, yeah, like, but even like some of them, the Suns and Pelicans is minus one and a half. Like they, like you said, they just kind of vary all over the place.
1: Um, And the other question Greg had was, what are some of your favorite prop bets? And I want to dig into this one, because again, we're talking, we do this for fun and entertainment your favorite prop bets from an entertainment standpoint, what keeps you when you bet it like on the edge of your seat the most?
0: For me, like there's nothing and Tyler, I know we've talked about this as well. There's nothing quite like a shot prop to keep you hanging into it, whether you're doing a single player shot prop. So like as an example, I'll just use a example of what I did last night. I was betting on Leon Dreisaitl to get over three and a half shots last night, and it was playing plus one twenty. So if I put in a hundred bucks, I would have got one hundred and twenty back. And Leon had two shots. And then he had a third shot in the third period. And for the last, I'd say probably eight, nine minutes of the third period, I'm just like, come on, Leon, one more shot, just (laughs) dump it from center ice. I don't even care. Ultimately he didn't hit it, but that's one of those ones where they're always fun. I always love a shot prop and uh, sticking with shot props because of Liam. Actually, I'm having a lot of fun with goalie save props because he and I were going, we were fading each other for a bit with Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen, whether it was betting on the over that one of the goalies would make over 26 and a half saves as an example or under. So shot props are always a lot of fun to me.
1: I love the team shot on goal ones that you can get at some books, like (laughs) sitting there. And for me, it's in my mind, the whole game, like last night I had over 64 and a half. And at the end of the first period, I think they had like 19 and I'm like, okay, they're off the pace by like four shots, but (laughs) <laughs> if they start calling some penalties here like me and then when there's those runs where it'll be like six shots on goal in two minutes, I'm like clapping. I'm like, yeah, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. The shots on goal in hockey, there is nothing like the enter from an entertainment value per your dollars bet. Shot yeah. props are the king.
0: They're a great time. Another one that I love lately is betting on total power play goals in hockey. Uh, So generally it's set at one and a half. So if you go over, you need at least two power play goals and, and keep in mind, this is combined power play goals between both teams. So last night, again, going back to the Oilers game, I had over one and a half power play goals at plus plus one twenty. Got the first one, Zach Hyman scored. And I'm like, okay, we are in the ball game. Let's go. And then you're kind of seeing it. Well, the Penguins aren't really getting anything done on their power play, which is good for me as an Oilers fan, but not good for me as a better. And then Connor McDavid comes through with a second power play goal. Boom, ka-ching. There's the big win for me in the third period. So I love those two. Liam, what do you like?
2: I like the shot props too. I was having, uh, I was stressing out about them last night. I'm pretty sure Evan Bouchard had about 20 shots in the first period and got registered <laughs> like <just> for two. <laughs> so the, that oh, wasn't like fun. the
1: counters in the NHL are brutal. The worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah, horrendous.
2: So I,
1: I, I
0: was about thinking it. about you last night, Leah, because I figured you had a goalie, sh- a save prop last night. Cause you're like, Hey, what's the counter doing on this power play? I saw
2: five, six shots there. The best. I literally, I rewound three times and counted on that one that one power play. <laughs> he had seven saves and they did end up counting them. But at one point they, were, they didn't count any of them. I was like, okay, well, what, how can you even bet on this sport if they're not even going to count the shots correctly? Oh. Didn't you have a Philip Forsberg one early in the year?
1: So I had, and I, it was like a little $10 parlay and I bet on like six shot props one night. It was like a Friday. I just wanted to have some fun, see if I could win some money. And the last leg of it was Philip Forsberg over two and a half shots on goal. So he scores early on. (laughs) Okay. That's one. The predators score again late. And it was a play where Forsberg took the point shot. The goalie saved it. It went over and the guy scored on the rebound. Okay, that's two. And then in overtime, Forsberg came in, fired one on net, blocker save. I watched the game. I saw all three of those things happen. I went back and rewatched those clips because I was like, maybe I saw something that was wrong. I was not wrong. They gave him one shot in the game, not the three. Oh my goodness. And I didn't watch like the first half of that game as well. He very well may have had more at some point. But like that cost me off my 10 bucks, like $210. And I was livid, but there's nothing you can do about it. Like that again is like one of the, if you're talking about the dangers of, of doing this, like that's why, especially early on, like don't bet obviously more than you can afford to lose or more that would like, than you can stomach. But I was saying, I was like, I would have had an extra $200 in my pocket (laughs) if the shot counter at the Bridgestone arena wasn't like sleeping for half the game drove me
0: nuts. You mentioned something, Tyler, that I think since we're talking about some beginner terminology here that we should cover. What is a parlay?
1: Basically, and, and this is a really interesting debate as well. So a parlay is when you combine multiple bets, right? So let's say tonight, the Dallas Stars and the LA Kings, both big Dallas a massive favorite tonight, minus 455. OK, that doesn't even make sense to bet on. If you were to put $100 on the stars to win, you would only profit 22 bucks on that thing, like not worth it. But if you pick the stars and the L.A. Kings, who are minus 159, if you put them together, all of a sudden, a $100 bet on that doubles. But the catch is you need them both to happen, right? If the stars win and the Kings lose, your money is gone. You do not win that bet. So again, with the Forsberg thing, I had six guys. I nailed five of them. I lost the last one. I get zero instead of
0: getting my 200 and something. And there's nothing worse nothing than worse. missing
2: out on a parlay on the last leg. And it's always nothing. the last leg. It's never the first game. It's always the last leg. Always. I had it the other week where I, I had I had five, four out of five hit. And the last one I needed was the Leafs to go over against the Islanders when they didn't have Matthews. And it finished 3-2. And it was 3-2 at the end of the second. And I needed six and a half. Last night,
0: last night I had a uh, a three leg parlay. This was just all favorites, by the way. So this was just the expected result. I was betting on the favorites. So I had Toronto over Detroit, mm-hmm. got it, no problem. Then I had Tampa over Columbus, got it, no problem. Minnesota over Arizona, uh, Minnesota Wild over Arizona Coyotes. Hey, this is money in the bank, no problem. This three leg parlay in my jeans. And then what happens? Minnesota loses to that horrible Arizona Coyotes on the last leg of my parlay. I would have doubled my money, but did I? No, no, I did not. And there lies the trouble with sports betting. And (laughs) it really is some of those situations where it's any given Sunday on some of these things, because you don't make the NHL in this case of this one on a scratch ticket. You know, that's any team can win or lose on any given day.
1: Yeah. And parlays are a really interesting kind of like debate in the betting community because you will get people who some of them are gambling experts. Some of them, I'd call them gambling snobs who are like, oh, you're an idiot if you bet parlays. Like, you're so stupid if you bet parlays. You're flushing your money down the toilet. And it's like, I understand that because, again, if you were doing this with thousands of dollars to make money, yeah, bet your plays straight up because over time you will make more money. If you're someone who at the end of the month would like to pull out a little bit of beer money from your account because you had some fun and you ended up doing pretty good, then I don't see a problem with it. And I also think there's a smart way to go about it. One of the things that I've been it's been really successful for me and I track all my, all my NHL bets that I do for daily face off. It's been really successful as I take two favorites. They need to be in a good spot. Like I'm not just blindly betting favorites or anything like that, but two favorites who I think are in a good spot against weak teams. I parlay them to win in regulation. The payouts are usually anywhere from like plus 105 to plus 150. So you're getting plus money on this. And I'm hitting this. I think on the season, I'm something like seven and three or eight and three. And you have to pick your spots with it. But there are moments where parlaying two favorites and changing the odds a little bit is actually a pretty smart thing to do and can like work for you in the long run, especially, you know, with when you get to points like right now in the NHL, where I mean Minnesota, Arizona, notwithstanding. Tampa Bay, Toronto was my parlay yesterday because I was like, man, they're playing two garbage teams. The odds look pretty good. They were both around minus 210, 230 to win in regulation. Like it made sense. And I think if you pick your spots, well, you can bet parlays and either one have fun because once in a while you're going to hit on just an absolute Hail Mary. You're going to win 300 bucks off your $20 bet or something like that. And, and it's going to be a great night for you. And you're going to lose more often than not. But again, if you're not betting money, like bet money, you're comfortable losing. Right. And, and it won't really bug you that much. Um, but like, I just feel like the people who are always like, Oh, don't bet parlays, you idiot are like, okay, man, well, some people just want to have some fun, you know?
0: I think it's also important just to say like what Tyler just said again is just, Hey, if you're putting money into your betting account, assume it's gone. Yeah. I think, especially if you're starting out, just assume that it's gone. Like, so whether that's 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever you're starting with, just assume that that's gone. Have some fun with it. Keep your unit prices low. A unit is just that's what you put on a bet, be it $1 or $5. Um, Just, you know, keep it casual. Keep it casual.
1: And someone else. So uh, someone tweeted us today. Um, It was Shannon at Shanny19 on Twitter. I want to bet on hockey. I've never placed a single bet. Advice for a beginner. I would say, think of it like, you know, when you go see a movie, you are throwing $40 out there when you get your ticket and your snacks and all that good stuff. And at the end of that night, you are entertained, but you don't get your $40 back. And I would say to start off, think of it like that. You are sitting down and you're going to get some enjoyment out of this. It's gonna be a hobby for me. I get like a thrill out of researching my bets and digging through the props and trying to find value and reading through game logs and stats. Like that's what that's part of it for me. Is I get a real kick out of that. But like you said, Begno, the money you put in there, just assume you're not getting it back. And again, at the end of the month, if you're like, Hey man, I worked my forty dollars into one fifty, I'm taking the I'm taking a hundred out here. I'm ahead. Like I'm having a good time. Just bet what you can afford to lose or, or what you what you feel like. You can afford to use. Treat it like a hobby. Don't treat it like a part time job.
0: For me, the thing I love the most about betting on sports is when you're waiting for something to happen. Like one bet that Tyler and I have been doing a lot recently is Matt Chapman with the Blue Jays at over a half base, meaning he just has to get a hit in the game. Yeah. So I just threw another couple of shekels on that today, Tyler. I got him at minus 133. There's, it is so much fun when you're watching a game. And you hit your bet or whatever you've got, especially if you've had to wait for it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you get to text the buddies or you give them like, yes, we were at nation HQ last week and we were watching it. The Jays had a daytime game or whatever. We're watching it. Matt Chapman came through with a double probably on his third at bat. Me and Tyler are celebrating and cheering. And it's just like, you know what? I made probably $5 on that bet, but like, who cares? It doesn't matter. We were having a great time with it. And ultimately that's what I enjoy the most. I like seeing Liam tweeting that he's just like, Hey, for no particular reason at all, I would like, like to have another two shots in this period like i like that game.
1: it's fun all for the it's love fun. of the game <laughs> all for the love of
2: the game it's fun to do with your friends and yeah. that's the best part about it is that a couple of years ago my buddies and i were in vernon and we had an airbnb and we had this pool and everything so for an entire day we had the nba playoffs on one tv and then we had the nhl playoffs on the tv indoor and we all just sat on our floaties betting on the games while I was watching these games just floating around drinking beers it was it was the best day and i think that's the fun part about it like a, another thing i would say for people who are new to gambling is just bet on what you know like if you don't know someone who plays for the carolina Pan- uh, hurricanes or the panthers don't just go and throw out 20 bucks on someone to get like three shots in the yeah. game if you don't even know who that person is like yeah. just bet if you're an oilers fan bet on the oilers if you're a leafs fan bet on the leafs that's one thing i would recommend
0: yeah, that's. I a good think one that's too. probably a pretty good strategy too, because at least then you're familiar with the likelihood <laughs> yeah. of things happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you're an Oilers fan and you sit there and you're like, "Man, Connor McDavid's been shooting the puck a lot recently." You know, bet on a shot prop, then right? Like th- that kind of thing.
0: Um, I am an Oilers fan, and I've been betting heavily on Connor McDavid over one and a half points for the last probably ten days, and it's gone very well for me. And the ten been- days.
2: <laughs> I've been doing it for the last two months. earned yeah, a lot of money. There you go. <laughs>
1: And over right. this last stretch, it has basically been free money if you do it consistently. He's now hit it four straight, five of six. Uh, I guess there was that little stretch where he missed it in three of four. But the three. fact that on some nights you're getting it at like plus 115, plus 120, <laughs> like that's insane, man. It's like like this on. guy does that. He can do it in the first period. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Like last night against Pittsburgh, I got him at like plus 118, plus 120. The easiest bet I ever. Didn't... It's like, absolutely. I-
2: I had to make even money to hit it yesterday and he did it. And what did he do it? Early in the second period. Yeah, yeah something like that. I think that. he got it. Yeah, there was a point too where he was hitting it so consistently and he was still like plus 130, but Jonathan Huberto was like minus 150 and not hitting it every night. Like sometimes you can just kind of catch the bucks out when they do that stuff because they're not checked. Like especially hockey too. I don't think it's as popular on some sports books. Yeah. So they're not checking it all the time. So sometimes you can catch little ones like that. Do you guys have any bets that you keep
0: going back to the well, even though it's maybe not hitting for you? But you're just like, ah, come on, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. As an example, I love Ryan Nugent Hopkins, mm-hmm. and his shot prop at over two and a half is generally somewhere between plus one ten, plus one twenty five on any given night. So I, like an idiot, keep going back to it because I'm like, ah. Like three shots for news. That's no problem. It's no problem. You get a little power play time. You'll be dishing. It's fine. It's fine. I think I'm one for five of the last <laughs> handful of times I've got it. Do you guys have any bets like that? Where you're just like, nah, tonight's the night. I got this.
1: For me, it's betting on like Oilers to score or Blue Jays to hit home runs. Like I, I'll sit that be like, oh, yeah, I'm throwing some money on Yamamoto tonight. He's feeling it. And I rarely ever hit them. And they're not priced at a great spot either. Like when a guy like Yamamoto <laughs> no, or even someone like Poole is like plus 280 or like plus 325. And I'm like, yeah, I like, yeah, three, he can bang one. Oh, he's playing top six tonight. And it just never happens. Same thing with the Jays. Like it's so hard to like nail down who is going to hit a home run. And again, like just throwing money to have fun. Sure. But I have definitely lost more money than I've made betting on
2: goal scores and home run props. Mine is kind of surprising, but I always do Leon Drysaddle over a point and a half, and it like isn't that consistent at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't remember like he, the games I don't hit it to seem to be the games when he'll go off and have a hat trick or like a three point night or something. But he's just like consistent one point guy. But I'm thinking, oh, plus one forty for a guy that has 100 a hundred points this season, absolutely. But I'm just lucky now. The last time he had two points in a game was when he had a hat-trick against Nashville before that was against St. Louis. So in April, he's only hit it twice. So I wouldn't recommend that one if you're looking to place a prop prop bet on Dreisaitl.
0: I think the lesson here is if you're listening to this and you're new to the betting world, don't get your heart fixated on a certain bet because sometimes it doesn't work. Nuge, I'll be betting on you tomorrow, though. We'll see how (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow's my night. I believe in it.
1: And for those wondering, yes, tonight, Matt Chapman is about minus 133 to go over half a base. That is that is being wagered on for me.
0: Oh, I've wagered on that as well. Like, I mean, but again, that goes back to what I was saying before is it's fun. Like, so last night, the Oilers game ended, did our thing. And then I flip over to the Jays game because they're starting to come back and they're starting to wheel. Mm -hmm. And then you get an opportunity late in the game where Matt Chapman hadn't hit a hit yet. And you're watching it in a key moment of the game. You're like, not only is he going to do it at a big moment, but I'm going to win some money and I'm going to lose my mind. Didn't hit it. But today, today's a new day. And today, Matt Chapman will pay me back for yesterday.
1: So Adam Hagen asked us for our uh, like long-term NHL futures bets. I was actually thinking, cause one, this is flying by. We're already at 32 minutes. And I thought, I think our goal is to kind of keep these around like the 30, 40 minute yeah, mark. Yeah, so they're yeah. like digestible. Um, maybe Sunday, whoever's available. We just do a quick little 25 minute NHL playoff preview. Cause we'll have the prices for all the series. We'll be able to give some takes on stuff like that. So uh, that's the other thing too. Like we'll mix in episodes of this every here and then, but it'll probably be, regular every Wednesday with bonuses sprinkled in. Um, but I know you guys were itching for this one. So I'll just open the floor. What, what's the F1 bets this weekend? I don't know shit about it. So I'm going to be relying on you guys.
0: Well, there's not a whole lot set, right? Uh, Liam, when like... Is it so too early? Like
1: I- when when do those usually come out? So they I mean, actually you can don't bet
0: race on the, this
2: weekend. You can bet on the winner though right now for the next yeah. race. Okay. Yeah, which I think Verstappen and Leclerc are both even money to win. But next week is in Miami and it's a 1.30 start p.m. And usually these things start at like seven, Well, Last week they started at 7 a.m. Yeah. So that wasn't ideal but it's always good to bet that early in the morning, right? Yeah, um, of course. Get anyway. yeah, one in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually found one bet that I called the bet of the year before we went live on the show. High praise. I'd yeah. like to hear it. I think this one is unbelievable and I'm going to hit it after this. But George Russell to beat Lewis Hamilton In the overall series season standings, George Russell is the only racer. And I think, what is it now? Four races, four or five races. And I think they are. Yeah. He's the only racer to finish in the top five in each race where Hamilton didn't even score a point last race. No, he was long out of it last. He couldn't pass Gasly for 40 laps last race. Yeah. He could barely, he could barely pass Lance Stroll. Actually, he didn't pass him. He didn't even get into Q3 qualifying. I just think Russell has figured out how to use that Mercedes car at such a high level compared to what Hamilton has done, which is weird, but maybe it's because Russell is so used to driving a terrible car when he drove for Williams. So maybe this is why he's able to do it, but he was plus 150 to beat Hamilton this season. And I just think that might be free money, honestly. There you go. That's my first free money claim of the year.
0: <laughs> there you go. Free money from Liam on F1, not this weekend, but next weekend. Tyler, I think the interesting thing about, because I know you're not an F1 guy yeah. yet. We will get you because slowly F1 is taking over nation HQ. I'll tell it you is. that much, but the interesting bets that I really like, and I can't see any because we're not close enough to the race yet is within teams. You can bet head to head the drivers against each other. And those are a lot of fun. Those are like, will You know, will Verstappen beat Perez, which, you know, your odds would be poor on that because Verstappen is the defending world champ. But, like, that kind of stuff is fun. And as you get lower in the grid, meaning lower down the rankings from as you move down to 20th place, those midfield bets, right, Liam, are really interesting because
2: some of them are juicy.
0: The juice is there. Plus, an F1, you never really know what's going to happen. One, you know, minor issue can send you way down the grid, just like we saw with Daniel Ricardo last weekend. So mm-hmm. f one's interesting. It's an interesting one to bet on. I've got only two, three bets in total. Like last weekend, I think I did Leclerc top three. He was in third place, Tyler, with two, three laps to go. And then he spun himself out into seven. So that's one of those ones where you're like, come on, man. I had yeah, it. Rain. I could taste it.
2: But, I, had a couple uh, of, I had a couple of rain bets so, that I hit on. Oh nice! I, I had uh, I had Sebastian Vettel at plus 550 to finish in the top 10. And I think he qualified like seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you finished, were texting me about that one. He, I was sad I didn't yeah, hit that too. Yeah, that was a big one. That felt good. But I went for the veteran play to have him finish in the top 10 and it worked. But another, I guess to go into a different thing, something else juicy I like to bet on being the English guy, I like to bet on the Premier League mm. because there's so many games where it's like because draws are so common, I guess there's a lot of plus money on both sides usually. So one team I like to bet on a ton is Newcastle. So since January first, they have lost three games. In I think they've played what is it here? 18 games they've lost three and tied two. So they every single game they've won has been plus money, and I have hit it like maybe eight times on that win streak. I've been making some juice. I wouldn't recommend doing it now. That's why I'm revealing my secret and I haven't (laughs) revealed it anymore because they play Liverpool, Manchester (laughs) City and Arsenal to finish the season. So they're not going to be those guys, but it was a good run. So thank you to the Toon Army for making me a lot of money during that run.
1: One segment we definitely have on this show and it's going to be when we build a sandwich at the end of every episode. Yes, it fits the name. We will build our BLT. And okay, so is the way we want to do this, because we'll record this on Wednesdays, like I said, do we want to build a sandwich for Wednesday night so people can download the episode, listen to it again? It'll be 30 minutes. It'll be quick. You can listen to it. Get our bet. Bet along with us. Have a good time.
0: I think so. Yeah, Okay. I think so.
1: So I would like to add my layer of the sandwich first, if I may. Sure. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., over one and a half bases tonight as the Jays take on the Boston Red Sox. Michael Walk is on the bump for Boston. You know, he's he's kind of just okay. Vladdy has missed this in back-to-back games. But this season, he has not gone three games in a row without missing it. At some points it was going more to the minus 110, minus 120 range. It's plus 100, even money tonight. Vladdy, over one and a half total bases, which means he either needs two singles or a double, or a triple, or a home run. Over one and a half bases, walks don't count. Vladdy, it's hitting tonight. I can feel it for Vladdy. I'll
0: jump in. I'll add the second layer of this delicious BLT sandwich. I'm going to bring it to hockey, though. So I'm going to add in, I've got the Rangers are playing the Canadians tonight, and they mm-hmm. the Rangers are heavily favored on the money line at minus 222. Yep. But I'm just going to tuck that in as a nice little safety net onto, mm-hmm. onto Tyler's Vladdy bet. So I'm going to say Rangers on the money line.
2: Okay. And I will complete the sandwich with a basketball bet. A trifecta. I am going to go, and this isn't something I do often, but I'm going to go with an under bet. Yeah. I'm going to go under seven and a half assists for drew holiday, which is paying out plus plus one fifteen. He has not hit this once in this series so far. He did have seven last game, but then the other three, I think, or four, he had six. So the fact is the underdog on it plus at plus 115. I like I like that quite a lot. So there's a juice. I
1: I like I like the looks of this thing. Drew Holiday under seven and a half, total it says. Look at the research as well. Hey, like you yeah. we, we dug in here. Bag Milk's going with a little juicy New York Rangers money line minus minus They're on home ice. I'm adding in Vladdy over one and a half bases. It touches three sports and it pays plus five hundred and 24 Ooh. on the parlay. So that means Boy, that. if you were to sprinkle 10 bucks on it, it's winning you 62. If we go three for three tonight, I like the looks of this one, guys. I There's our first the sandwich. Balance. And then it's it, the first
0: sandwich. And
1: then if it Opening hits up a shop, I love it. We'll open up the register for that one. Real nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Are we good? We're good. Like I said, maybe we, maybe we mix in an extra one Sunday. If someone's unavailable, we could always hit up like our boy, Zach Lang or something like that to, to come in as well. Lots
0: of betters at the office.
1: Lots of betters. We're going to mix in a ton of people here. Um, I think we can tell people we'll get Frank on. We'll get Frank to show us his Frank Cervalli. That is to show us his D gen side at some point here. He's got
2: Frank the dog, too. Maybe we'll get both.
0: Well, listen, if you've been betting money lines specifically on my dog for Frank's picks all year, you are way up, my friend. What's his record? You are way up. Uh, I need to figure it out again. I've lost it probably four or five games ago, but he's he's well above 500. I'm going to say 20 games above 500. Wow.
1: (laughs) Which is hilarious. He's a (laughs) dog. He, he is, is a dog. Boston
0: Terrier that is a genius and he is making some of you a lot of money.
1: <laughs> I love that. There's actually people who are following along with this and betting it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I met somebody at a nation viewing party earlier in the season where he's just like, just so you know, I'm betting a couple units, every single game on what your dog says. I'm like, that is a horrible idea, but, but ultimately it's working. Damn, <laughs> damn it. It <evidently> works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All righty. Um, Raptors game six tomorrow night. Liam, we back in the
2: wraps in this thing. They're dogs. You have to. We're the North. So the thing is, I'm a Celtics fan and we just swept. Oh yeah, you're not a Raptors fan. No. My mom bought me a Raptors hat one year because she thought I was a Raptors because I cheered for the uh, Kawhi Leonard game winning shot because it was nuts. So Mm -hmm. she bought me a Raptors hat for my birthday shortly after. But I am Mm -hmm. not a Raptors fan. But yes, I am back in the Raptors to take it to seven. Because I have a futures bet on an eight-leg parlay for all the winners. In the- <laughs> an eight-leg parlay. Okay.
1: So you did an eight-leg parlay on all the winners of the first-round series?
2: Yeah, and I have I've hit two so far. So I don't, I only put five bucks on it, but it's five bucks to hit 190 Yeah. So it was... I have the Raptors, the Mavericks, yeah. the Bucks, which could finish tonight, the Suns, which are making me sweat way too much for how good they are, the Warriors, who could wrap up tonight too, The Grizzlies who took a 3-2 lead and then I hit the Celtics in the heat. So the only one I'm really struggling on is the Raptors. So I need them to win big time. Go Raps. Go Raps. Uh, There'll also be an Oilers game tomorrow that I'm sure
1: uh, we will be slightly invested in on top of that. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be back uh, at some point on the weekend once NHL series prices drop and we can uh, see who's favorited underdog to win each series and we can chat about that quickly. Um, But until then, are we wrapping this bad boy up? Let's do it. All right. Don't Just forget a, a bow on the sandwich. Yeah, a bow on this sandwich. <laughs> All right. <the> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Episode one of BLT bets. We'll be back in a few days with episode two. Don't forget hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?